K Jams 105.3. It's in there pretty with me, your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy in the morning. How you doing this morning? I hope that this Sunday morning is going easy as your gospel should be. This is your first time with me? Then allow me to reintroduce myself. They call me Preach Easy, not because I'm easy on the eyes, but because I believe the gospel should be easy like your Sunday morning. That means here on K Jams 105.3, we're going to be diving into the nitty gritty. You know, answering the question that you ask yourself in the middle of the night, like, who am I? What is my purpose? Why did God make me? Well, I believe all the answers to that are real simple because they start with you. The journey getting there, the journey getting there is where it can get a little tough, where it can get a little difficult, but that is where I come in. As your favorite radio reverend, as the most poppin' podcast pope, oh yeah, I'm on all streaming platforms, so that means all you gotta do to stay tuned in or up to date, or if you just need a little pick-me-up in the middle of the week, is just type in Preach Easy, wherever it is that you listen to your music or you get your podcast. Heck, I made it so simple, you can even type it in on Google. You just type in Preach Easy. That's P-R-E-A-C-H, put a little space in between, E dot Z. And that'll keep you tuned in and up to date and prepped, especially as we are diving in and talking all about joy through the trials. So you may need to listen to this one one more time in the middle of the week as we are going through our difficulties and trials for the week, the months ahead. But before we can dive into the word, let's go ahead and give over to God the challenges, the issues, the situations, the problems, the relationships we've been dealing with for the past month, the past year. Lord, it may have been the past couple years, five years, ten decades, whatever. Whatever the case may be, we're going to give it over to the Lord now so that we can focus on what God has in store for us in this moment. So let's go ahead and exhale all those problems, issues, situations, and challenges now so we can focus on what God has in store. Just go ahead and exhale. Just And now that we created a space for the Lord to move in a groove, let's breathe on in the promises, the blessings, the good news, and the gospel that the Lord has in store for us in the next week, the next month. Lord, if you're able and willing, and we know you are, we'll take in the next 30 minutes, Lord, in the next 30 seconds. So go ahead and breathe on in the promises, the blessings, the good news, and the gospel that the Lord has in store for you. Go ahead and breathe it on in now. Just... without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the word and what God has in store for us, talking all about joy in the midst of our trials. James chapter one, verse two begins by simply saying this, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, my my non-gender conforming siblings in Christ, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Since antiquity, Since the writing of the book of James, even beyond that and up until today, humans have found themselves in a cycle of conflict. Brother attacking brother, family attacking family, nation attacking nation. It begins by one party being offended and then becoming the offender. One person being attacked and then becoming the attacker. 
one child being abused and then growing up to become the abuser. Conflict sadly finds itself stuck to human nature in a cyclical and continuous motion. Conflict begets conflict. Violence creates more violence. And yet this has been the way it has been assured, sadly, since the first shortcoming or sin entered the world. The book of James begins by teaching us not to face the cyclical nature of humanity or of life with more conflict or violence, but instead to find pure joy in the midst of these trials. For many, they would hear this and believe that this verse was created in a vacuum absent of any trials of itself, but that is actually the complete opposite truth. Instead, the book of James was directly written to give new birth, a new direction, a way of changing the cycle of conflict to the Jewish people who find themselves at the edge of execution because of the rebellion of Jesus. Many would believe that Jesus was well accepted into the world, but instead he was viewed as a rebellion, as resistance to the countercultural or the main police state that is Rome at that point. Jesus existed not as a true citizen of the government that controlled him, but he found himself in shackles that were invisible. A jail cell with an open-air concept. Jesus found himself the second-rate citizen of an empire that did not even truly deem him as human. And so when Jesus spoke out and said a new kingdom was coming, it was not Jews who crucified him. But instead, a military-industrial complex that felt threatened by this brown-skinned, second-class citizen who simply dreamed of equality, of freedom, of an end to the cyclical nature of conflict. And it is here where James writes this verse. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face, whenever you face trials of any kind. Not because... We're astounded, not because it's through these trials that we find ourselves, but it's because God has already secured our victory. Our victory isn't something that God is currently working on. It's something that God has already done. It's not something that will come into fruition, but it is already achievable for us. See, God's victory was created when God said, let there be light. God does nothing in God's creation without the end in mind, because God is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. So when God created the trial, your victory was already assured. The conditions for how we can achieve such victory how we can leave the cycle of conflict are already predestined and pre-set up if only we would choose. James write this, writes this verse not in the absence of trials or challenges, not when life is going well, but instead in the aftermath of destruction, in the midst of confusion. When there's no true direction for this cult of Christianity and these Jews find themselves at the edge of execution and genocide, what James presents to them is not to retort back with conflict or violence or abuse the same way that they've received it, but instead retorts back asking, begging them to choose love, to find joy in the midst of our trials. 
not because these trials or challenges are necessary, because God originally established this world to be easy, but instead it was our own decisions that led to a world of sin. And so it is our own decisions that can liberate us. This victory that God has provided is not one that can exist through hatred, through revenge, or through conflict. This victory that God has promised and assured is one found and forged through love. It's easy to respond to abuse with abuse. It's easy to respond to offense with offense. It's easy to attack when we've been attacked. But that only recreates the cycle of violence and conflict. When we attack, we create our new opponent. But when we love, we invest in a new friend. The reason we can choose love as believers, as Christ followers, is because the victory has already been assured. The conditions for us to win are plain and simple. When we've been attacked, when we've been abused, when we've been neglected and hurt, don't choose to do the same that's been done unto us. Choose to do better. To end this cycle of pain and conflict that we find ourselves in, even in our selfish and most preserved moments, choose love even still for your own liberation, for your own restoration, for your own joy. The reason that Christ followers can choose joy, can choose love, is because our victory is already founded upon Christ's sacrifice. By living a sinless life, by choosing love consistently despite being overlooked, forgotten, spat at, and murdered, we're still given freedom and liberation. It's difficult to choose love when we've been attacked. When we've been wronged. But by choosing love, we're not saying that we deserve that attack, that abuse, that destruction. We're not saying that we've earned somehow this offense. Instead, what we're saying is we won't allow it to hold or weigh us down any longer. By choosing love, we're not siding with the opponent or siding with the offender. Instead, we're choosing to be better, to be greater. As the verse says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The goal is growth, not revenge, not one for one, not an eye for an eye, but instead, our goal is to be more to be free, to be liberated. And you deserve that. Humans exist in the cycle of conflict since antiquity. Since the first brother turned on a brother, Cain did to Abel. And ever since, conflict has begotten conflict. The attacked became the attacker. The abused became the abuser. And the only way to end the cycle of conflict, of revenge, is by choosing love. We're able to choose love 
because that is the condition of our victory, the condition of our clearance, the condition of our liberation. For many, conflict would seem the easiest way out, but it only creates more shackles unforeseen today. But love is a key that continuously releases us. When we're faced with offenses, with abuse, with attack, remember that your victory is assured. And because your victory has already been created, already been built upon a foundation that cannot be shaken, we don't have to fall back to lesser options. We can choose a greater future. A future free of conflict, free of abuse, racism, sexism, classism, simply by choosing love instead of hatred. And it is that easy because the victory has already been created. The future has already been foundationalized. It's only up to us to choose to love in the face of our trials, to choose joy in the face of our challenges. And it is just that easy. This is your favorite Radio Reverend Preach Easy. That was my interpretation of James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, talking about joy in the midst of trials. Let me know what trials you're going through. How do you face those trials? And how do you keep joy at the forefront of your mind? Go ahead, let me know down below in the comments. And if you liked any part of this, make sure to like, send it to a friend, and know I'll be praying for you till you hear from me again. Your favorite Radio Reverend Preach Easy, signing off.